We've learned the basics of what the stock market is, as well as some of the vehicles that we can use to invest with like a Roth IRA or 401k. But now the question is, what do you invest in? Earlier in 2021, meme stocks were all the craze. GameStop was going to the moon, AMC reached record highs even though no one saw Tenet, and if you have any friends like mine, everyone thought that they were going to be the next wolf on Wall Street. Now the meme stocks of the world are an incredibly risky place to play in when it comes to making money in the stock market, and we'll cover those a little later in this episode. But first, I want to talk about a little less sexy way to invest in the stock market. Again, even though we will be featuring financial professionals in this episode, this is not investment advice. Before investing any of your money, you should definitely do your own research and or contact a professional. Now back to that unsexy world of investing. This is the world of index funds, mutual funds, and other ETFs. And yeah, I know, another acronym. And like I've said in the past, finance people love to complicate everything. So let's dive into what ETFs are first. An ETF, which is short for exchange-traded fund or an index fund, both are kinds of securities that are designed to match or track a part of a financial market. An index fund is basically like a specific sector in the stock market. For instance, you may have heard of the S&P 500 before, but probably never really knew what it stood for. The S&P stands for Standard & Poor's, and the 500 stands for the 500 biggest public companies in the US. But there are literally ETFs for almost any niche out there. For instance, there is the Round Hill Bitcraft Esports and Digital Entertainment ETF that can be found under the ticker NERD or N-E-R-D. And if you're really interested in space, you could look at the Procure Space ETF under the ticker UFO. To put it in simple terms, the way that an ETF or index fund works is that when you buy into one, you get a small portion of each of the companies that are a part of that ETF or index fund. For instance, if you put $500 into an S&P 500 index fund, your $500 would be spread across those 500 companies. Now, that doesn't mean that each company would get $1 though. Each ETF and index fund has specific percentages that a company holds in its fund, so depending on that percentage, that's how much money would be put into that specific stock in that fund. Now what about mutual funds? Mutual funds are very similar to index funds, but there's one key difference between the two. Mutual funds are usually managed by someone, and that's why these usually have larger fees. Another small difference between the two is with an index fund, the goal of that index is to track whatever index that it's following. Whereas with the mutual fund, there is another specific objective, and now that can be numerous things. These objectives can be a lot of different things. It could be short-term growth, long-term growth, and others. But just like how you may not necessarily always turn in your homework on time, there isn't a guarantee that the mutual fund will hit their objectives. Just like with any other investment in the stock market, nothing is guaranteed. And if someone does tell you that something is guaranteed with the stock market, it's probably one of those Instagram Forex guys and most likely you should run. Saying all this, mutual funds and index funds and ETFs are all very similar in many ways. But I want to hear from a good friend of the show, Josh, talk about why index funds are important. Index funds are important because of a few things. First, Investing in an index fund allows you to invest in hundreds of stocks. As a result, you spread your risk across many different companies. If one does poorly, another may do well, and they can all balance out. Think of the saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Second, 
Index funds use a simple strategy. They invest in the companies listed in a particular index. Therefore, they have lower fees, meaning you get to keep more of your money invested. Since we've already talked about Josh's first point of not putting all your eggs in one basket, let's dive into that second part about fees because this is one of the biggest differences between index funds and mutual funds. This is some quick data from NerdWallet comparing index funds and mutual funds from 2016 that shows how fees really play an important role. The index fund's goal was to match the returns of a benchmark stock market index, and the mutual fund's goal was to beat the returns of a related benchmark index. This following data was found by creating asset-weighted averages for many index and mutual funds, and I'll also link the data in the show notes so that you can see it visually because I know how it can get really confusing from just hearing numbers through audio. The index fund had a 0.09% fee, while the mutual fund had a 0.82% fee. If you invested $1,000 every year for 30 years, After 30 years, the index fund had $99,000 and the mutual fund had about $86,000. Even though the fee amount seems small, over 30 years, you would have paid the index fund $1,800, while at that same time, you would have had to pay the mutual fund $15,000. Now, you might be wondering why this is the case. Finally, let's say you decided to pick 100 mutual funds run by the genius stock pickers. Did you know that only 20 to 30% of these stock pickers actually beat the gains you'd make had you invested in a low-cost index fund? These supposed stock pickers almost always do worse than the index funds, and they still charge high fees. With mutual funds, there is someone actively managing that fund. That means someone is looking at the data and making decisions on whether to buy or sell certain stocks in that fund. That's why their fee is much higher than an index fund's fee. Now you might hear that stat that only 20 to 30% of stock pickers will beat the market and say it's false because of all the stock picking gurus that you see on YouTube. But listen to this story about Warren Buffett. In 2007, Warren Buffett bet $1 million that the S&P 500 index fund would return more money than five hedge funds. It started in January 2008 and ended in December 2017. And a quick little background on hedge funds, these are the people who are supposed to be the best of the best when it comes to picking stocks. So guess who won? Buffett. And it wasn't even close. The S&P 500 had about a 99% return, while the hedge funds only had about a 24% return. I'm not saying you can't beat the market, but it's not an easy feat if you do try. That's why a lot of people recommend index funds for the average individual, because with these, you don't have to worry about looking at your investment account every day. It's more of put your money in every month, check it every once in a while, and hopefully you're presently surprised. But let's finish off and talk about those meme stocks, because let's be honest, the FOMO was real, and we all probably heard about them earlier this year. And before you invest, you need to answer this question. I think when you invest, one of the things that you're wanting to do is invest to to know why you're investing in something and uh, future growth um, and how long you're going to be invested. Those are those are important things to consider when you are investing. So I'm not suggesting that nobody should ever put money into an individual security because they think it's going to go to the moon. But I think it's important to understand where that uh, position plays in the overall investment game plan 
That was Scott, and he's a senior financial advisor as well as a CPA, so he knows a thing or two about investing. I think especially with the craze of the meme stocks, it got people interested in investing, which I think is really important. But at the same time, I highly encourage you all listening that before you do jump into investing, do your own research about any stocks, ETFs, index funds, or whatever it is that you're thinking about investing in before you actually do. Because it's really important to have that game plan. Everyone's situation is different. The person's portfolio who wants to be a millionaire in five years is going to look a lot different than the person who wants a million dollars in their Roth IRA in 40 years. Know what your goals are and start to make a plan to hit it. Could meme stocks play a role in it? Of course. But just make sure that it plays the role that you want it to play in your game plan. Well, that's about it. I'm out. Here's the challenge. To get this podcast to the next level, the best way for shows to grow is to get reviews on iTunes, and we need to get to 110 by the end of season 11. If we do, we will be giving away a $110 gift card to Amazon to someone who leaves us a review on iTunes. To make sure that we know who leaves these reviews, make sure to take a screenshot of the review and send it to the email in the show notes. And if you listen on Spotify or any of the other podcasting platforms, personally, I get that. I listen on Spotify because I like it better, but just grab the closest iPhone and leave us a review. All right. See you guys next episode. Peace.